Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea to the world. You're a part of it wherever you are. Shalom, and welcome to Maka Fleischer. Hello, Ishai. Happy post-Purim. It is indeed post-Purim, and, and Maka, uh, we partied hard on Purim. Two days of parties. Yes. And I don't even have such a big lineup for today's show because it was just too busy with the with two days of Purim and, right. and the kids' stuff and all that. Uh, and I you know, just was not traveling so much. Also, uh, uh, just to schmooze about an ailment for a second, but very, oh, very nice. short. Oh, yeah. nice. This is a real Jewish show. That's right. People. I just, it's it's allergic out there <laughs> right yeah, now in Israel uh, because it wasn't a big rainy year. So Al, my friend Alex says that that adds to the allergy season. So a little bit of allergies, little just Wait, less. Wait, what adds to the allergies? The the less rain. Uh, the less, it's not holding it down. Yeah. Or, or maybe like it just doesn't kind of grow at the right time. Exactly. Things you like know, it's funny because as an allergic person, I would say that allergic people will always find a reason why something is more yeah. allergic. Yeah, you're right. It's like, oh, it rained too much. Look at that. All <coughs> the po- all the plants are growing. Yeah. Oh, it didn't rain enough. Right. More pollen. Bar Hashem in either case. I thank God in either case. Also, I want to say something about the two days of Purim. I want to clarify something for folks out there. Uh, there's a lot of uh, folks that know that in Israel, it, in, the law in general is that there are two different days of celebrating Purim. There's the 14th and the 15th of Adar. The 14th is for really the vast majority of places. That's what's generally called Purim. And, and then, if you're out there listening in the United States, you celebrate it on that day. That's for sure. Yeah. Then there's the 15th. It's called Shushan Purim. And it's mostly celebrated in Jerusalem and Yerushalayim. Uh, also a few other cities, and it's basically based on walled cities from the times of Joshua. Why that is 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 a longer discussion, but the point is there's like a second day. There's like a second day. and It's, it's, it's even, written into the Megillah. It's in the Megillah. The sages understood that basically where you sleep and where you live, that kind of thing, is where you basically are supposed to hear the Megillah. And so if you live outside of, let's say, Jerusalem, let's say you live in Tel Aviv, so it's on the 14th, you hear the Megillah at night, you're here to the day, then you have the obligation of the mitzvot, of, of giving, of the commandments, of giving alms to the needy, matanot uh, levyunim, and and uh, giving uh, uh, giving mishloach manot ishlereo, which is giving these gifts, these food baskets to friends uh, and loved ones, etc., uh, and having a, a meal, having a festive meal. So that's the, the, the sages explain that law. Now... I bumped into a guy yesterday when we went for our, our what we do, which is to party for a second day in Yerushalayim. Right, we try. We That's one of the perks of living in the land of Israel is that right. you can have another day of Purim. So I bu- we went to Yerushalayim, and I bumped into a guy named Shlomo, and he says to me, uh, he says, uh, well, it's not Purim for me today. Because he had celebrated, I guess the he day lived before. out in Judea or right. Samaria, I think, and he had celebrated already. So he's right. like, well, this is not my Purim. Right, and I'm like... No, 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 no. You misunderstood. The discussion that the sages have is about the legal obligations when you have to uh, fulfill them. But that does not mean it's not second day Purim for you when you're in Yerushalayim. It actually means that it's second day Purim. Okay, you heard. Yeah, you don't have to hear Megillah again. Right. You don't have to give Mishloch Manot again. You don't have to give Matanot Le'evionim again. Yeah, but you party in Jerusalem. And there's two ways of seeing it. Either if you ha- happen to have ended up in Yerushalayim. So it's Purim. But for us, it's like, no, it's it's like a regal. It's like a pilgrimage holiday. You go up to Yerushalayim for a second day Purim. I also went to Hebron in the morning, heard the Megillah for, for the second day at the Tomb of the Patriarchs and Matriarchs because Hebron is also a walled city. 
and they they do the second day there without a blessing. It's like they, they. In any case, the bottom line is that they respect the second day as well because they're an ancient city with a wall before the times of Joshua and the times of Joshua. And but we go to Jerusalem to party, and you go up to Jerusalem to celebrate with Jerusalem the victory of Jerusalem. In many ways, Megillah Esther is really about Jerusalem. If you read it in the context of the books of Ezra and Nehemiah, uh, Ezra and Nehemiah. Yeah, that's a silly. Everyone yeah. knows. I, I feel like yeah. the people who listen to this show can can. But there are out but the, there the are names. new listeners every day, Malcolm. That's true. That's true. Okay. Now, I think it's Nehemiah, not Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Really, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry, Nehemiah. Uh, speaking of of Shlomo that I mentioned before, uh, there's another Shlomo, uh, and that's our good friend Shlomo, who who was years ago uh, our adopted lone soldier here in Israel, <clears throat> and and um, he had been going out with. With, with girls unsuccessfully looking for a bride and, and just never worked out. And we have had many a long discussions of many a... Right, um, who to go out with, who not to go out with. Right. And many tales of woe and, <laughs> and there's... Sorrow. There's really little more entertaining in this world than uh, than failed date stories. No. Come on. Hey, come on. They're great stories. And I love... Some of them are. Yeah. I love it when, when, when guys come over or whatever and start telling us about failed dates it's just uh, it's just always entertaining and funny, but not funny for them. But uh, <laughs> oh, he's shy. But what what was great is that Shlomo and Miriam, uh, who uh, are our friends, and who drum roll please, were introduced to one another by the only Malka Fleischer. O M G. Were engaged to be married on this very porch right here, right here, decorated by our kids. Yes, the whole family was in on it. It was amazing. On Purim. On Purim. Engaged on Purim. So Mazal Tov, biggest Mazal Tov to Shlomo and Miriam on your upcoming nuptials. That's right. You should build a bite name on Israel. We are all very happy and it was really uh, our highlight of Purim to yeah. see these two beautiful people get engaged. That's right. It was uh, unbelievable. People who had wanted to find their Beshert, find their intended one for so, so long yeah. and had gone through highs and lows and upwards and downwards and sideways in order to find each other, and right. then they did. And Shlomo got on his knees, on yes. his knees, and he, and he said, made a beautiful speech. Will you be my rib? Yeah, be my lady. That's right. He actually said rib. He also rib. Said I want you to be my rib. Yeah, he that's had, what he said. That's right. And he, you know, it was beautiful. So Miriam's going to be beautiful. his rib. That's right. That's right. And we're really happy. That's right. It was beautiful. It was awesome. And there was many more fun stuff on uh, this Purim. And the house is still Purimed out. There's still uh, yeah. You we know, got we got groggers, we got cookie and cookies parts. and. And, and a ridiculous costumes. Right, lots of plastic wrapping. Uh, and we were both... ridiculous. Our costumes were very respectable. It was... They were, they were very good costumes. I, I was... Yeah, I was... You I, and you were... What were you? Tell everybody. I was 00770. I was 00770. <laughs> I was... Uh, I was like... I was a... A... Uh, a bearded uh, James Bond. Bearded James Bond. That's right. Uh, with, uh, with my full uh, tuxedo and, uh, and martini glass. And the next day, I was a super soldier, or a, maybe not a super soldier. But you a soldier. were a super soldier. I felt super. I felt super. Uh, and it was really, really fun. And we and were. Leia was a spy. That's right. And then yeah. she was a Viking. You were a butterfly? Because we get to do two costumes because it's two days. Exactly. You know, it's like those really wealthy brides who get like two different wedding dresses one for the chuppah and one for the party. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no. I didn't know. <laughs> That's a thing. I didn't know that. So that was us. We were like the bride. Oh, okay. That was us. We awesome. got to have two dresses. So I was a butterfly. <sighs> yes. And then I was also a Viking. Yep. 
And you were you were you had great outfits and you had a Thanks. whole you had a whole you had a whole sticker thing on your face and it was cool. Yeah, and then Elazar was a soldier and yeah. then also a Viking. We had Viking costumes from last year. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. And then Israel was just a ninja all the way through. Yeah, fam. Uh, Malka, this morning a friend of mine from from the Beit Knesset from the synagogue sent me uh, a video of Ben Shapiro talking. And Ben Shapiro was talking about uh, comedians. And he was saying a lot of comedians are starting to make fun of wokeness. And there's, uh-huh. a, there's, a, there's backlash. a backlash. And I, um, you know, first thing I was thankful to Ben for being a voice of like, no, it's not all going down the toilet. There's people who are, who are, who are pushing back. Uh, and I was just thankful to him for, in general, for being that kind of guy who who points these things out uh, and points out cultural things. One of the one of the things that I've always respected about Ben Shapiro is that he's not a political commentator. He's many in many ways a cultural commentator. He is a political commentator. Yeah, but but he but he has a deep like understanding. Right. It's a, he sees it as a bigger picture thing. Right. And he says right. and he says and he quotes uh, Breitbart and he says you know uh, culture is upstream from politics. Mm. Uh, that's a that's a, a, a tagline. Um, why do I'm why am I saying this? Because uh, here in Israel there is uh, this uh, culture out there that's being promoted by uh, news channels and places like the Times of Israel. Uh, you know, a a syndication which I do not recommend you read too much of. Uh, I I very much recommend that you read the sponsors of our show, which are JNS.org and JewishPress.com uh, and 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 even a Rutsheva. Uh, I guess it's .org, I don't know. But, uh, you know, Israel National News. No, it's Israel National, Israel National News. News. That's right. Uh, you know, like, get your, you know, y- y- imbibe nationalism, Jew- proud right. Jewish nationalism. But there's a, there's a narrative out there that the country's falling apart because, you know, a few pilots uh, are saying that they're not going to do their reserve duty because they don't like this judicial reform. And there's just there's just well, a general... it's not just that, Isha. No, you it's Don't not. minimize it. I was about to get to it. There's yeah. more... There's a lot of stuff in the streets right now, and there's uh, there's definitely something has been unleashed here in Israel. Um, it is uh, the left. It's the it's no, nothing is as you know dangerous and as uh, uh, what's the word? Not ve- vigilant, not vehement, vociferous. No, not vociferous. Is uh, it a V word? I think it's a V word. Vicious. I think nothing is Ugh. as vicious uh, as 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 the left, Jewish left. Uh, scorned and unleashed. Probably not just the Jewish left. No, Jewish left, i.e., old school communists. Uh, when they are unleashed on on like when when they when they feel the pkak, how do you call that? Like the plug? the plug unleashed of their inner. It's like the French. It's like the French are like we are about food, we are about wine, everything is fine. But when you're like when something happens and it's time to like let blood out, there's blood flowing in the streets, right? And that's what happened in the revolution there. And it's the same here, not to, not to that level. Thank God we're not beheading people in the street true, yet. True, true. But like there is a plug that plugs up uh, the Jewish Israeli left, especially when they're in power, and they've been in power practically. And you're going to say to me, no, the right has been in power. No, not really. Uh, the power structures here in Israel are such that even when the right is in power, you still get left because all, all the bureaucracy is and and all the upper echelons are controlled by the Israeli left, secular left type of way of thinking, which is related to old school Jewish communists. When I say Jewish communists, I have I have the right to talk about it because my family's from Russia, uh, and we we know what that system created, and we know who who 
you know, who was behind this kind of stuff. And so what you're, what you're seeing in the streets today is this kind of unleash. And you can see it on the posters. There's these new fist posters. They are classic communist posters. They are just like... I heard that the fist posters are sponsored by George Soros. It is classic, classic. By the way, I just, I had a funniest idea for these fist posters, Maka. Here's my idea. We print up a Kahana Chai sticker and just wherever... Just put it on yeah, there? wherever you see it. <laughs> <laughs> I, excuse me. No, but Ishai, like, it's good to laugh, and we can laugh. <coughs> but if you would read, you, you talked about the Times of Israel. If you read the headlines in the Times of Israel today. Oh, man. I just, like, I feel like we should even just go down the list of the headlines of the Times of Israel. Here, just let me read, like, four go or ahead, five. Man. Go ahead. Pilots warn IDF chief that most reservists will cease flying if overhaul passes. Most. Um. Okay. Reservists reportedly still frustrated over meeting defense brass over protests. Smutrich claims he didn't realize Hawara wipeout call would be seen as IDF order. I mean, is it? No. He's a finance minister. I don't know what they're talking about. Um, okay. Ministers to weigh legal immunity for troops. Critics warn they risk Hague charges. <laughs> Overhaul protesters gear up for day of resistance throughout the country Thursday. Five former police commissioners demand Netanyahu remove Ben Gvir from office. Netanyahu expected to take helicopter to airport to avoid protests. Anti-overhaul activists glued themselves to floor at government offices in Tel Aviv. Yeah. Um, what else? Well, then th- there's something about there, okay. there's something about Eurovision, and also I don't know if it's a good place to insert this, but another headline is that Chaim Topol passed away. Yeah. Well, well, let's get to that. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Uh, I want to say first thing, on the roof. I want to yeah. say to you, Maka, that I wrote a tweet which is doing okay. But anyway, did you see those headlines, Ishai? Yeah. That's like, oh my gosh. Like this, first of all, like, have you ever heard anything in the history of Israel that we're not going to, in the history of the Jews, that like we're not going to serve in, we're not going to protect the country anymore if these reforms go through? So a few thoughts on that. First thing I want to say. It's, the, it's really shocking and it's, it's, it's concerning. And I know that there's a lot of people out there who are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like maybe we're making some very serious, like maybe these people are seeing something that we don't see. Maybe yeah, we need to stop this, they're definitely this seeing something uh, judicial we don't overhaul because like they're going to break the country over it. So a few things. First thing is years ago, my good and one of my smartest friends, and that's saying a lot, Baruch Brenner told me years ago, he said to me, Ishai. These, the hardcore Israeli left would rather burn down the country than give it over to the religious. That's what he said to me years ago, like 10 years ago. And he said to me also, they would rather burn it down or give it to the Arabs, but definitely not allow the Sephardic, religious, ultra-Orthodox, and, and uh, traditional, and, uh, and especially the settlers, to take over the country. They will not allow it. And that is what this thing is about. And I and I and I was speaking with a friend of mine who's a who's on the left, and I was telling her these things. She's like, "How could you say such a thing? It's not sociological. This is about exactly the judicial reform." I'm like, "Had you guys offered up this judicial reform from the left, it wouldn't have been a blip on the on, on the on the newscast. There would be nothing there. It would be nothing. It would be absolutely nothing. Just like when you guys like give fifty billion shekel to to the the, the you know the the Arabs in the Negev uh, through through the jihad party. It's nothing. You guys, when you guys do stuff like that, or when you give away pieces of the land of Israel in a horrible agreement with Lebanon because you just wanted to get and and, and get a a kotaret, what do you call it, a headline. headline. 
It's like nothing. It's just the way it is. Yeah, they pushed it through when, as an interim government. Right. Just like just like when in America they pull out of Afghanistan, leave billions of dollars worth of equipment, and people are being slaughtered and killed. All of their allies, they leave the the papers of their contacts right, with the lists of the names. It's right. like it's like want to hear behead these people, right? It's nothing. That's the way it works. When the right does stuff, the left, who controls the media, just goes absolutely bonkers. And when the left uh, does things that are that are egregious, absurd, when they remove ten thousand people from their homes, you know, and give it over to the Hamas, Gaza, Gaza, Hamas. Well, I wouldn't say that was nothing. That was a major co- national and yet, debate, and yet, and kids were out all in the street. And there was actually a, this. This is one of the things that makes me a little angry. Actually, now that you raise this, Ishai. Go ahead. There was a big debate in religious society. Maybe that's what you wanted to talk about. I'm sorry, I cut you off go just ahead, because go ahead. of my my feelings. But there was a very big debate in religious society about whether to refuse orders. Lisarev Puda. But not to quit on the army. To no, su- God to forbid, refuse. never ever. Who would ever even think? Who would ever even think to to think something like that to quit on the army? It's whether when you're faced with a Jewish grandmother in her home, are you going to be the guy who lifts her up out of there physically and puts her on a bus and tells her you can't have your home anymore? Are you going to be the person who does that? And there was such a debate in the in the in the religious world, I guess, outside the religious world, too. It was like, do we do it? Do we not do it? And and so many of the rabbis, there were rabbis who said, don't do it. Like, just go to army jail for a little bit. Like, be- much better to sit in army jail. Incidentally, I think the people who sat in army jail after Gush Katif sat in army jail for a couple weeks are far more uh, emotionally and mentally healthy today than the people who took part in the Gush Katif expulsion. Those people eat themselves alive right. because of the horrible mistake that they made. Right. But then there were other rabbis, real Talmidei Chachamim, real smart Torah scholars who said, no, you have to, if the army gives an order and you are in the army, then you must follow the order. You can cry while you do it. You can do it slow. You can what say you're sorry. You can all these different things, but you have to follow the order. We, of course, supported the camp, which said, do not follow that order, as you recall. Sure. But, but there's like... So I want to say something to you, Michael. And now here we're faced with it on the left. I want to say there's really two ways forward. There's, there's like two. There's other ways forward, but there's major two ways forward. One is to be like, no, we are the government now. We were elected. Our people want it, and we just ram through these reforms. Right. This is the democracy. You said right. democracy. Right. That's here the it democracy. is. Right. There's another way. I came up with it yesterday. It was, okay. I, I told this to, to Doctor Noam Arnon. I said to him, I have an idea. Let's just say, you're right. We quit. It's okay. We. It's not. The time is not ripe yet. Yes. The left is still quite powerful in this country, and we just say to them, "Okay, we won't do it. Here, you you can have your 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 kind of veto over the Knesset through your Supreme Court. Here you go. Here the keys are back. It's okay. It didn't happen. We wasn't the right time. It was too early." We we like we 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 announced the, the country's moving to the nationalist traditional right too early. You guys are very upset. We don't want that. And okay, so that's the end. I, I I said I said the end is that we'll just keep having what we did before, which is we keep having babies, 
No. One second. I don't we like keep, that idea. We keep educating. I mean, not the baby's part is fine. We keep educating. We keep trying to build in Judea and Samaria. They'll destroy Wait, why, parts of it. Why would that be an answer? That's that's craziness. It's not craziness. Yes, it, it is. I'm not saying it's the answer. I, I was pro- I was proffering it up as a as a as a proposed solution, which is to say, it's like you're in a fight and you say, okay, like you win. Here you go, and bring into the government the more lefty forces. You know, I, I and, fully do not like that idea. Right, and just no, just to say, like, just hear just hear my okay. point, out, which is like. You guys are bringing this thing to a boil. You're try- you're, the, the country is like tremoring and there's a, a great rift. And we say, okay, it wasn't time yet. We issued it too early. And so we say, fine, you're back. It's okay. Everything's okay. You have your Supreme Court. Everything's okay. You have your, you're in control. You're the boss. Yes, you can fly the car. You can fly in the airplanes, the pilots, and everybody can just relax, go back to work. You're right. Don't worry. We're not threatening you. It was, it was too... I mean, in our mind, we could say it was too early for them. We'll say we're sorry, and just kind of like, okay, n- not not go to towards rift, not try to win, okay. not try to make the policies of the state of Israel. No, just I, wait. I, so, so to why lose. bother to take part in the government at all? To to lose with grace. Are you joking me? I Who offered, are you? Have I, you met? I offered it up as a solution. I'm not saying it was the right solution. I thought it through. I said to him, I didn't think you it through. You clearly I, did not think no, it no, through. No, no, I did not think it through. I thought it I thought it partially. I thought to myself, sometimes, sometimes in life, you you I, I'm not I'm not saying I like the solution. I wanted to think it, you know, I wanted to game it out. I wanted to game it out, be like, okay, fine. No. You're, I think have, that, it, have it your way. I think that's a horrible idea. <laughs> have it your way. We're not cl- clearly That we, is so the wrong Ishai, as a guy who goes around talking about <clears throat> How like what you have to be in the Middle East, what what kind of like posture you have to take in the Middle East. That is the whitest European answer that I've ever seen. No, white Europeans crush you and then they and then they conquer you and then they colonialize. That's what they do. Uh, this is not white European. This is, this is definitely not Middle Eastern. This is a Jewish. This is this is like a it's it's like it's like a Solomonic thing. It's like I'm not again again listen you're not listening to what I'm saying. I'm not I think saying I am. I'm not saying to you this is the right answer. I wanted to contemplate. I wanted to contemplate. I I, I, I wanted to think out. Uh, I'm looking at the situation and I'm just like I'm gaming out different different scenarios where they end up. And there was a part of me that like said maybe we should just go Solomonic on them, which is like they're like threatening to they they're, they're splitting the baby and we're like no 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 have the baby. It's okay. I prefer that you have the baby. Rather than go on this like you but know fanatical split on us to do stuff. Like no, that. no, 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 no. They're not. They, they, they want. They, as I said earlier, it, it's how you game it out. Like in my mind, they're not gaming. But do you? I, they're do gaming you, to burn the thing but, down. But what happens in the next election if you if you do that and you go okay, don't cut the baby in half. I mean, I do appreciate the metaphor, right? But if you don't, if you go, okay, listen, like you take the baby, right? Take the baby. But see, the end of the Solomonic story is not that they take go home with the baby. The answer to the Solomonic story is that King Solomon is like, oh, this is clearly your baby person who's ready exactly. to, to not and in the baby. This, and again, I just want to make it clear. I'm not, I'm not offering this as the solution. I'm just gaming it out. I'm saying in this scenario, we just wait. We just... we just Yeah, but it will look so bad, Isha. Yeah, look if bad. We, if we... That's not. Is that okay with you? Uh, it's not okay with me. What I'm seeing, we, is, it will look very bad. It will look very bad to give up at this point because you, you're married. And all the people, Ishai, people put 
you know, I know it's not exactly blood, sweat and tears for most people. Like most people just went to the to the voting booth and put their thing in the thing and save the world. But like people went out on a limb, like a lot of people sure. went out on a limb. They went on a limb in their families and their job places. The, this was a major, di- majorly different government that has ever been elected. Before. I agree with you. But you see that. So the, how can we betray was, those people? Because sometimes in this again, I want to be very careful here in the in the in the lose gracefully scenario. But we won. Why should we lose gracefully? Because we seems like we were not prepared for this backlash. And the 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 deep state slash the secular left just went ballistic. And it's like King David. It, to me, this whole thing is Saul and King David. So, so, so King David gets anointed. King Saul is still the king. And then at some point, like he starts to chase him. King David at some point just King David basically twice in his career just like basically like backs out and runs away and like heads to the hills, heads to the desert. I'm just saying like maybe maybe it was issued a little bit too early, and we just I say, can't believe that you're we're having this conversation. I, I listen. The first thing is I like to surprise you, and no, I, thought, I don't like this. this even is a bad Noam, surprise. even Noam was like, even Noam was like, and he no, and, and Noam was like. He just was like, he was just like, he was silent. And he's like, maybe you're right. Are you joking? What is happening here? I am, I am saying to you only like this. We are, we will, it's like King David. We are and we will win. It's not a question. It's just a matter of time. It's really a matter of time. Sometimes you, it's like cooking. It's like, it's like cooking. It's like sometimes you have to lower the temperature after at some point. Sometimes you got to lower the temperature, right? In order for the thing to keep cooking, right? You can't always cook it on high, high, high. And right now, obviously, the temperature went super high. The Soros's of this world and the whole thing and the Times of Israel and all the, the flippy outers, they're flipping out on us, right? And I'm just saying... Do you think that will end if you wait? Oh, I, it, we will for sure end. That's for sure. Ishai, right now, the young people of Israel <clears throat> have gone right. Yep. If you come off as a big, fat loser... Why do who, they? Who who is like? Oh, sorry. Never mind. We didn't mean to upset you guys. Who are not the leaders of the country right now because you weren't elected. If we do that, what's going to happen to those people? How are they going to feel about you? Are they going to want to be part of the loser uh, Solomonic party? That's a good question. Uh, it's a fine question. It's a, it's a it's a that's a good social. You have no guarantee, Ishai, that these same people, even religious people will maintain strong, uh, courageous values if you don't show strength and courage yourself. Do you think, back in the Oslo days, Ishai, there were plenty of, of Haredim, plenty of ultra-Orthodox Jews who supported the Oslo process. Uh, the, the other, if you gave out the other option, is that, we, if, is that we have to drive this stuff through and hope that the secular Israeli, you know, Ashkenazi left. We have to play chicken with them. Play chicken with them, and that they will 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 release the steam at some point. Calm down and business back business back to normal. Because in the end, at the end, these uh, these judicial reforms are not a big deal. Relatively, they are a big deal to them because they are based. Why are they so upset? Let's just boil it down to simple things because everybody makes it confusing. If you listen to last week's show, you can get the whole details uh, with Tehillah Gimpel about exactly what the judicial reform is about exactly. But I'll boil it down for you sociologically. They're losing their grip on power and they don't want it. This is their last stand. This is their Alamo. This is their this is their Chakra, which is what the Hellenists held on to. Uh, even when uh, the Maccabees took Jerusalem, there was this fort that kept 
the Hellenistic ways, and it was just you could not break it. It took it took a long time to break it, you know, years and years and years, and they and they finally broke it. But the point is, is that that's the Supreme Court of Israel, and they don't want to lose that. All I'm saying is, we could either defeat them. We can. There's three options that are really obvious. You could either win. You could come to some sort of compromise. Now, the reason I doubt the compromise one is because I think the compromise one is either winning or losing because there's no real compromise with these folks. So it's either that they're going to get the compromise that they want, i.e. they won. It's just we're going to call it a compromise. Or we win, which in the next case they won't accept it. Or we lose gracefully for a time and say, okay. But we are in charge. How can we lose gracefully? Because because we're not in charge, charge, because the, the that's that's another thing you gotta know about the left. But the that left, also has to change. It can't be, that's not right. Absolutely. It's not right that there's, that there's a democratically elected government and they're not really in charge. W- what are we really saying here? I'm saying that I, I gamed it out for you. And I'm, 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 I, I, I'm saying to you, like, it might not be a perfect solution, the question is, what? Where are these people willing to take it? And I, I think that they're willing to go. I think they're willing to go all the way. I, that's my wager. You know what I mean? I, I think that they're willing to go all the way. But the the question is, maybe maybe letting them. That's another game option. Let them freak out to the end. Let them burn down stuff. Let them leave. Let them whatever it is. That's another option. That's definitely another option. Like drive them all the way. Like like flush them out. Basically, show them who they are. These pilots, for example, one way of saying it is like. Good, you know what I mean. Let's find out who the pilots are that don't want to fly. In, you know, in, in these situations, let let's flush them out and 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 vomit them out. Maybe maybe that's an option. But another option I'm saying is is like, okay, let's go back to business as usual because business as usual meant that we keep growing, we keep having babies, we keep you know, and the country's more but it Jewish. Took such an effort, Isha. It, it took, took such, such an, an effort. effort to get to this government. Yep, I agree with you. I, this is our time. Okay. You and you and you may be right. I was just I was just like looking at things, you know. I, I was just looking at things like very, you know, like 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 how would, how to play it. Like y- you would think the show was was recorded on Purim. <laughs> I think I was thinking about this on Purim. I think it was a Purim thought that I came up with. Uh, uh, listen, I'm telling you again, it's not that I recommend that, and it's not by the way that I'm in charge of that policy. And you personally are working to. I'm, I'm, Make it so that the people who are elected, I want to are help. successful, exactly, and strong. That's right, strong, successful, and strong. That's right. Happens to be that my the party that I work for is not uh, directly involved in uh, in, the in the judicial, judicial reform. reform, but I don't think I don't think the judicial reform has anything to do with it. Really, I think it is nothing but a trigger issue. I really, I really do not believe it. And and from my speaking with people in the streets, the uh, the protesters, it is, and there's many videos. There's it's clear that it is not about. The, the the technicalities of the judicial reform, they just understand that very simply. Can I boil it down for you? They're like, we created the country, we rule the country. Now the religious and the and the and the ultra orthodox and the and the Sephardim and the and and the settlers are out babying us. So they're defeating us in democracy. Fine, that's demography. bad. D- demography and therefore democracy. Yes, okay. And 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 so we have this one last holdover over the whole country, which is the Supreme Court, and we're losing that now. That's 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 what's going on. But at what point, Ishai, do we just go listen, guys? It's over. Maybe now. Maybe now. Maybe this is the point. Like, and you can go ahead and like not fly the missions, and you can go ahead and glue yourself to the floor. Listen, I know some of the people involved, but we have to be brave, and we have to take this country in the right direction. Okay, 
that that I I think that that is a completely correct and reasonable uh uh uh, uh you know scenario and 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 path, but I think that both all of us everybody's surprised at the at the uh vehemence ferociousness ferociousness that thank you ferocity I think is the is for, I think it's ferocity ferociousness ferociousness I don't no, know I'll, you matter. talk I'll look that yeah. up on. Yeah. Google. Yeah. Go ahead. One of the we we've all been surprised by the ferocity ferociousness of of the response. And I'm saying that one way is to fight head to head. Uh and we've had situations like that. Or another way is to say Nicha, as we say in, in Hebrew. Like like I, I you know, I okay, you know what I mean? I, I, I a little bit you know, I a little bit let me go back to my to my lair and uh and and we shall uh, face off again. Oh, what is it miriam webster yeah there is a word called ferociousness yeah but what's the right word it says ferociousness here but is i'll it? look up ferocity now <laughs> <laughs> adventures in uh the english language in the meantime Michael, while you're looking it up let yeah me... miriam webster also sees ferocity yeah i let me say but ask which one is more correct you know ask google which i one is give more up correct. isha whatever you're right <laughs> <laughs> no, Malcolm, Malcolm, seriously. No, I would rather us not have to split the dictionary. <laughs> I um I see where they're going with this. I see where they're going with this. And I predicted this right in the beginning already. I said that this is this is exactly like the Trump period. They're just gonna go completely berserk every day, every single day for as long as they yeah, can. Yeah, but how did Trump respond to that? Uh, I mean, not that like the, we're the making a, a one for one comparison. The, right. There's a big difference, right? With this, we're a nation. We're one nation here. We're, we're brothers and sisters, and 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 we have we have other goals, which are not just you know the the security of America. Our, our goal is, is to keep this nation. But going. see, you know what's sweet about you and what's sweet about us, the like religious people. We always say stuff like that. Right. We're always like, listen. In the end, we're like a family, and we're like twelve tribes, and we have to be together. Right. They're not saying that. Exactly. They don't think of you as family. You no. are not their brother. That's exactly my point to you. But that there's two ways to understand that. Either yeah, we but do you hold them. in the guy who thinks that you're not his brother, but you think he's your brother? Do you hold in? Like, do you keep him in at all costs? Do you keep him in the family? It's not just about that. It's just, it's more and like. This is like a literally at all costs discussion. The, the difference is in America, for example, is that the left is getting all the young people. Right. Here it's not like that. It's going the other direction. For today, if you if you fail them miserably, it might not go like that. I'm not. I don't think. I don't if think you, so. If you show them that you, the other that the that the left was actually kind of right, you made your point, Maka. Or you made not, your point. the left was correct. I don't think that you're showing that. I think you're saying, okay, I, we've said it. We've said it. I'd love to hear what you guys think out there about about our discussion today, uh, and write me an email. You shot. You shot. and I'd love to hear from you. Um, what else did I want to say, Mike? I wanted to start talking a little bit about our uh, about the sponsors of the show. First, of course, is I already mentioned JNS.org, which we're proud to be part of that family, and also JewishPress.com. These are fabulous, wonderful, uh, and smart, and educating every single day about um, about uh, the news out of Israel and the Jewish world, and really analysis. And uh, you can get it in your inbox as well. So. Check out those great, uh, great sites run really by two good friends of mine that I'm really so proud of. Uh, another friend of mine is our good friend Chaim uh, from ProhibitionPickle.co.il. the nicest Mishloach Manot. That's right. And there's a vodka sitting on my table. Maka, put that vodka in the freezer. Okay. And we will enjoy it this Sabbath, this Shabbat. In fact, by the way, speaking of the Shabbat, 
Uh, right after the next segment, I'm going to get to Table Torah, and there's a lot to talk about, about one of the most powerful and dramatic Torah portions uh, of the year. Uh, <coughs> so Chaim at Prohibition Pickle makes delicious um, <clears throat> holy Ashkenazi food for your life, for your Shabbat. And he catered lots of Purim parties, Malka. That's fun. That's right, catered lots of Purim parties. And you know that the Seder's coming up. I don't know if he's catering the yeah, Seder. I don't know or not, if he's doing Kasher Pesach. I'm not sure, but we're going to find that out. But and I will say that in the weeks coming up to Pesach, yeah. I think of it, it's like a great um, act of compassion to send ready-made food to people. Do you know what I'm saying? Because oh. you're like, you're so busy cooking. Like you're, you're so people are so busy cleaning, and then especially in the kitchen, and just to be saved from like a little bit of chametz making in the kitchen, is like a merciful act to if do it. to your friends. So send send your friends some some delicious deli and some you know a good cooked food made with love by Chaim. It's a good thing. That's prohibitionpickle.co.il, and you got to know what time it is. The only way to know what time it is is by going to retrowatchguy.com. And getting yourself in hot, awesome, 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, best mix of light rock. No, just joking. <laughs> uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s, uh, amazing watches. They're always they're always coming out with new ones, and there's all these cool color ones. It's always these like cool, funky ones. And a man needs a funky watch, really. We live in, we live like in a world. Like a quality timepiece. That's as right, well. quality timepiece and a funky watch. Retrowatchguy.com. I'm not just a promoter. I'm also a client. Okay. Yes. Uh, and so that was, and I enjoyed what, what, with my uh, with my first outfit uh, yesterday uh, on on first day of Purim. Uh, I was wearing my Tissot and uh, with my with my tux, and I was double seven seventy. It was really fun. Um, that's right. And then, of course, when you come to the Holy Land, uh, one <clears throat> which is go to the Temple Mount, highonthehard.com. You Temple Mount, life changing experience. Promise you. And you got to do it right. You got to do it right spiritually. You got to do it right legally. You got to know what you're doing. There's a lot of info. You got to be in. And if you want to be a Temple Mount insider, highontheheart.com. And when you're done with that, you got to go south, take a bus one hour south to Hebron, come to the Tomb of the Patriarchs, the Matriarchs, the Mamas, and the Papas, uh, the amazing city that I get to work for. I think I, I pinch myself so often that I get to work for this thing and to make it stronger and better. It's really, it's really such a schut. It's schut. Every time I put a post up from the Tomb of the Patriarchs and Matriarchs, I'm like, what a schut I have to promote this thing. Uh, that's hebronfund.org. And, of, of course, do not miss the one and only Rabbi Simcha Hachban with the greatest tour you'll ever have. You'll be moved, you'll be, you'll, you'll, you'll be taught, and you'll be connected to the, to the founding fathers and mothers. High on the heart, that's one. And then uh, hebronfund.org. Okay, Maka, uh, we also want to thank Ben Bresky, Yocheved, Tabitha, uh, Moshe, and Lewin were live uh, for helping the show happen. Uh, and you can help the show happen as well by giving it a, a, a high star rating, writing a little comment, sending it to a friend, and just being a patron of the show one way or another. Another easy way to be a patron of the show is buymeacoffee.com forward slash Yishai. Uh, and I recently got some, uh, some, uh, some new folks uh, sending me some coffees, which was really, really fun. I'm uh, just looking it up right now. That's right. Jessica. Jessica Ooh, got me you, Jessica. six coffees. Wow. That was really nice. It's a lot and, of coffee. And, that's right. And she she came in. Uh and um who else here? Oops, I lost my my spot in here on the little phone. Uh, <clears throat> that's right. Here we Sorry go. Sorry about your allergies there. You yeah, said. the allergies are real. They're so real. Uh there is Brian and Shannon. 
Thank you, Brian and Shannon. That's right. And there is, who else is here from recently? No, not the February updates from Buy Me a Coffee. God bless those guys. Uh, the good folks, uh, of course, Brent. Brent. Got me. Brent. Uh, Brent from, from Houston. Love your show from Houston, Texas. Thanks, Brent. Best day in the union. He got 20 coffees. Are you going to be out in Texas anytime soon? Uh, there is a potential trip being scheduled right now. Krista. Thank uh, there's you, Krista. A, there's a, I don't want to. I don't want to announce it yet, but there is a potential trip, and I might be speaking at a few venues, including potentially Nashville, Tennessee. That's right, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and um, and so that's great stuff. Uh, Maka, there's a lot of there's a lot going on right now, and we got to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We yes. got to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. It's post Purim, still Adar, heading into Pesach, the month of redemption. That's right, and that's what we need, uh, and it's happening. I want to thank all of you out there, and Mark, I want to thank you especially for jumping in on short notice after so many days of cooking. It was great. Partying. I mean, this show was weird. Hey, but it was, but it was cool. I mean, yeah. it's okay. Look, you did not take a position. No, you just presented an idea. Yeah, it. I I, I like to really <laughs> chapped my hide. Well, that won't be the first time yeah. now, will it? But you just presented an idea, and it's worth thinking about. I guess it's worth, you know, it's all, it. always worth thinking about the future of the state of Israel, yeah. where it's going. And, you know, we are, we we can all be locked into our, like, paths and feel very obligated to, um, you know, be loyal to them. But it's good to take, and I, I still feel very good and very confident about my positions, but it's it's good to... To analyze and think about where it's all going and and uh, sometimes and what needs to be done. Sometimes you have to also surprise the other side a little bit. Like it's like one of those games of uh, tug of war, and sometimes you just let go. Be like sometimes having the other guys, you know. Yeah, but you're really, really, really making a very, in, in my opinion, with that that co- that whole concept that you presented, you're making a huge leap, which is, or a huge uh, assumption, which is that the other party is acting in good faith. No. You are acting in good faith. No, no, no. I don't assume that at all. But you're not so sure that the other side is. I mean, I see Yair Lapid's tweets right now, and I am absolutely sure that he is not acting in good please, faith. Please the don't way that he speaks, uh, that, that's the head of the opposition. If you see the way that he speaks about the elected officials, and I, again, you don't have to like toe the line. I'm not expecting him to like say, no, you know, the government's in... in in session and we do what they say but the the way he speaks about them with with like a like a bloodthirst like a like a loathing right like an absolute seething hatred then you're just like we're not dealing like sometimes a family fight maybe doesn't need to be resolved so so sweetly king david ran from saul that's what I'm saying to you, and some and and he kept saying you are the messiah you are you are the chosen of god yeah but i don't think you're your lapita saul um, it's not yet your Lapid, and you're right. You're right. There is. Listen, don't misunderstand me. There is a communist, old school Jewish left. They are. They are, and they. And when, as I said before, when it's time to roll heads, they have no problem with that they can. They are. They are. They know how to be violent, and they know how to. And they. They. How can I say? They. They. The DNA of this country is theirs. They understand it, and they. They are willing to to train record. They're willing to scuttle the ship. They're willing to scuttle the ship. There's no question about that. I'm saying that in my heart, I feel that they're willing to scuttle the ship, and I think that you're just going to see them go more and more frenzied, and so. So there's a part of me that said, okay. Don't worry yeah. about it. 
or or I don't or, know if we can afford or to do another that. way to do it as I said before let them burn out burn out like all the way like go all the way and burn them out but you have to be ready for that I'm not sure that we were prepared for that I'm not sure that this was exactly prepared for that. I think we what we thought we won and so democratic. Because that's how changes. we always act. Right. The other side like wins and then they do insane stuff that we hate and we like grumble, grumble, grumble. Grumble, that's right. We'll be like, and then we'll that's get it, you but, we, but we right. still have our kids in school and we still have Shabbos to make and right. like we're just, you know, we stay busy with our Jewishness. Right. But they're not as busy with their It's Jewishness. like you said a long time ago. I remember when things are bad, you said revert to Jewish, right? You said right. that. I like that a lot. That's what I'm I saying. I just feel, Ishai, though, that like, I don't know. With that analysis, I just feel um, you have to be brave. You have to be brave. You have to be bold. And um, you have to be honest. Okay. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. Uh, and I... I'm I'm a hundred percent you know I'm a hundred percent convinced that your argument is a good argument. Uh, it's just a question: is what is the what I I I gave out an alternative. I I, I threw out an alternative. Consider it. All right, folks. I'd love to hear from you. We'll be back. I'm going to play. Actually, I want to play a small segment right now uh, about uh, from a speech by Dennis Prager. Dennis Prager made a speech in 2017 at the IAC conference, and I heard and I heard of it. I'm going to pay, play a part of it. It is a very impressive short speech, which I think is very powerful. So let's listen to a short speech from Dennis Prager, and then I'll be back with Table Torah. God bless you guys. Stay tuned, stay connected, stay part of the story, and shalom. All right, so let me get to it because of the, of the time factor. I want to say a few things. Uh, the first thing that I wish to say is I want to, I want to uh, sort of address an the, we say in English, you know, the elephant in the room. Uh, there are people who support Benjamin Netanyahu. There are people who oppose Benjamin Netanyahu. May I just say, and I have a track record of over 40 years, to prove this. It should be utterly and totally irrelevant to a Jew anywhere on earth, especially outside of Israel, who the Prime Minister of Israel is. I support Israel, not Prime Ministers. I, I have never critiqued Israel as an American Jew. You think I agree with everything that any prime minister does, but it is irrelevant. I live in the freedom and security of the United States, 12,000, 8,000, whatever it is, miles away. Who the hell am I to tell Israelis how to vote? So I, I, I feel deeply passionate about this. I find it chutzpah, audacious, and wrong. I support Israel if there is a left-wing prime minister. I support Israel if there is a right-wing prime minister. If you want to critique, make aliyah. Then you can yell and scream and demonstrate all you like. But from the United States, give support to Israel. Okay, so I want to uh, challenge uh, many of you with the question that I pose when I, when I have a few minutes only to talk to an Israeli, Israeli-American or American Jew who is not uh, particularly religious. I, I myself am in a small category, or not small, but in a, an odd category. I'm, I'm deeply religious. I deeply believe 
in the divinity of the Torah, but I'm not an Orthodox Jew. So I have no axe to grind here. I don't understand Jewish history without the God element in it. And I need to address this because if you, if you rationally perceive what I'm saying, that's all I ask. We are coming up to Pesach, to Passover. And in the Haggadah for 2,000 years is the following line. In every generation, somebody arises, and here is the key word. L'chalotenu means, literally, to finish us off, to annihilate us. When I was a child, I remember sitting at my parents' Seder, and I remember thinking the rabbis who wrote this were wrong. This is the, after the Holocaust. Nobody is going to try to destroy us again. People know how wrong that is. I was wrong, the rabbis of 2,000 years ago were right. In every generation, somebody arises to annihilate the Jewish people. In this generation, it's Iran. In the last generation, it was Germany. That's the way it has worked in Jewish history. This is not paranoid, it is fact. There is only one nation on earth, one out of the over 200 countries on earth, only one is targeted for annihilation. And guess what? It's the only Jewish country in the world. It is not a coincidence that the only country targeted for annihilation is the only Jewish country in the world. It is a challenge to all Jews to think this through. Why would that be? There are hatreds all over the world, but there are no exterminationist hatreds. That is unique to Jewish history. Those who hate us don't want to enslave us, don't want to persecute us, they want to destroy us. That is unique. And sure enough, we are living it again. And as usual, by and large, the world doesn't care. If Europe can rush into Iran and make all sorts of deals for European companies, then by golly, they're thrilled to do so. If foreign ministers and secretary of states can have a blast with the Iranian foreign minister like he's a, like he's a good old buddy, then he's a good old buddy. We live in a world that is morally broken. This is what we are living through right now, this one nation the Jewish state is the size of New Jersey. It is smaller than El Salvador. And yet it is the preoccupation of humanity. The United Nations has spent more time on Israel than on any other country in the world. It has condemned Israel more than any other country in the world. More than North Korea, the world's one living concentration camp. Israel, the, the Jewish state, that takes Syrians in to, to give them surgeries quietly because if you say that a Jew saved your life, you're killed upon return to Syria. Just a little factoid that you don't hear much about on CNN. And Israel is the object of a new blood libel. I experienced it when I debated in Oxford two years ago at the Oxford Forum. So it's two against two at the Oxford Forum. And one of the two that I was debating, well, I think I should tell you about both. I debated my, my par partner, many of you know, Shmuley Boteach. We debated two opponents. 
One of the opponents was a professor at Oxford, a man named Avi Shlaim, Israeli, and he devotes his life to hurting Israel. That is his main cause, to hurt Israel in academia. An Israeli, mind you. By the way, I, I need to say this with great sadness. I don't think any people has produced as many unhealthy people as the Jewish people have. And I say this with sadness. Part of it is, I believe, the horrible history of extermination, the Holocaust, the persecutions. Whatever the reason, there is a disproportionate number of Jews who hate being Jewish. But they don't merely hate being Jewish. They devote their lives to hurting the Jewish state. This is a, it, it is, it, there is no parallel. It would be like uh, blacks for the South African regime. Were there any blacks defending the South African regime? Why are there Jews who are anti-Israel? It's a phenomenon. It's, it's a sickness. It's, it's a sickness of the soul. Anyway, the other person we debated was a woman who got a PhD under this man from Berkeley, an Iranian-American. And she said, it's on video. You can watch it tonight on YouTube. She said, Israel is doing to the Palestinians what the Nazis did to the Jews. She said this in front of 400 students at Oxford University. And no one except myself, as it happens, obviously, called her out on it. This is equivalent to the blood libel. There is no difference morally or factually. There is no difference between that libel and the blood libel that Jews would kill Christian children to use their blood to bake matzahs. And they won the debate. Oxford students voted that they won. You know what the subject was? Is Israel or Hamas the greater obstacle to peace in the Middle East? Oxford students voted that Israel is a greater obstacle to peace than Hamas. As I said to them in that debate, it would be like voting, or first of all, it would be like having a debate in the 1930s, who was the greater obstacle to peace in Europe, Hitler or Churchill? And are you, you're going to vote that Churchill is the greater obstacle to peace. That is how sick the world is morally, and how many Jews don't understand this sickness. Because it is not only this exterminationist idea that Iran has, and the United Nations and its sickness, it's the university. The university has become the single most anti-Israel institution in America. As I tell Jews, if you don't get cognitive dissonance, then the words should be abolished from English. That which Jews most trusted turns out to be their greatest enemy, and that which Jews thought is their greatest enemy and least trusted ends up their greatest friend. The greatest enemy of Israel in the United States is the university. The greatest friend of Israel in the United States are religious Christians. Not exactly. Not exactly what Jews would have predicted, is it? Jews live to send their kid to Cornell. That's the meaning of life for most Jews, what college their kid goes to. Well, let me tell you this, it doesn't matter what college your kid goes to, because whatever college your kid goes to, they will learn to despise Israel. 
That's the sick fact of life as it exists right now. This is Yohanan from Germany. Don't worry. God bless you. All the best. Have a lechaim. Ishai Fleischer will be right back. All right. Thank you very much, Dennis Prager, for that very interesting uh, uh, audio. And I think we got what to learn from that. And Maka Fleischer returns to the show for a few more yes, minutes. Yes, hi there. You know, I just wanted to say uh, that a, a contra thought that I had to our previous discussion, which fired you up so much. I haven't seen you so fired up since like yesterday. Well, it is. Te- it's, it's intense times. And we all want so badly for our country to go in a good direction. We love this country. That, part, part of what I was saying is part of what I was saying is like, I'm not so sure that this intensity is to our advantage. And it might be it might be to our advantage to reduce the tension. Contrary to that, and, and contradistinction to that, another uh, another thought that I had, which I was offering to some of the uh, nationalist leaders, was to say, let's have a major rally, like a sit-in, of all the Sephardim, religious Zionists, settlers, and all the ultra-Orthodox. And I'm talking about the ones with the white socks. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm talking about a sit-in on Tel Aviv. I'm talking about a sit down on every street. I'm talking about every side street in Tel Aviv. Bring down from the mountains and also from B'nai Brak, like every ultra-Orthodox person. I'm talking about with food. I'm talking about, I was even thinking to myself, like portable bathrooms or whatever it we is. We can that, make that bracha from the top of Azraeli right, Tower, that right. bracha on when you see 600,000 That's Jews. what I'm talking about. That's a great, see, you added a great one. See, I'm saying like, but like show them strength all the way. Be like, you want to shut us down? We will shut you down, and I want you to have to deal with the fact that, a, that an ultra-Orthodox guy with socks is going to be knocking on your door with his 10 kids. They all need the bathroom, okay? I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about I'm, but I'm talking about like locusts. I'm talking about like cover the whole thing. Why? To show them that like they, if they, you know, if they intend to shut down, you know, uh, the country in their little way, like we got the power to shut down the country. And that's, there was a video which you, I don't know if you sent it, but no, it was not you that sent it, but it went around throughout the whole country, which was this head of the plumbers society and this head of the, the plumbers union. And he's like, oh yeah. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna shut down the country. Yeah, I'm you gonna, think the pilots? Yeah, he was it's not the, about pilots, the pilots, right? It's like it's like us, the plumbers. We make sure that all your stuff does not back up in the toilets. We're gonna shut you all down if you don't let this judicial reform. But I, you know, pass through. And I love that attitude. But so I'm saying, if you want to go to if you want to go head to head, if you want to go to war, right, and you want to show power, then like do it. But but like no man or woman, every little kid. In the Haredi world's got to come out to this protest. I'm talking about sit down in their streets, block the traffic, like in a major way. Show them that like we are big. Their two hundred thousand people is nothing compared to our two three million. You know what I'm saying? Like, go big, go like really big, like and not a rally. I'm not talking about like a we want judicial reform. No 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 no. I'm talking about a sit in everywhere. From the beaches to the side streets of Tel Aviv, all the frou-frou folks with their fancy little tiny cars and all the stuff that's there and the little wines and the little cafes. I'm talking, you know, the whole thing turns into Mayron. You know what I mean? <laughs> you do that, you do that, that will, that will, that's, that, that's, you know, that's a way to, to answer it. But the, my point is, is that you're either going to go hard or you're going to go soft, which is also a judo technique sometimes or whatever it is. Sometimes you, sometimes you retreat. That's a, I, I, you know, I made that offer in the first part of the show. If you don't, but I'm saying, play ball, one or the other, but don't go half and half and let them dominate you. Right. 
Either if you're going to let them dominate you, then lose full, then retreat. Not lose, just uh, retreat. rescind. Re- that's right. And if you want to go head to head, then be hardcore and be organized. Yeah, get organized and go head to head. They're very organized. Right. That's right. And they're, 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 and, and they're small numbers organized. Uh, Maka, I want to tell you that we really are dealing with the Torah portion of the original rebellion. The original rebellion. The original rebellion is the golden calf. That's the original rebellion. That's the re- original rebellion against God, against Moses. Yeah, Aaron went soft. Aaron went soft. And that went very badly. Uh, um, um, they were like, come make us a golden calf or else. That's right. That's a, that's a good example. And he was like, okay. Right. Um, and that's a, that's a good example. That's a good example. Um, but... Uh, I I always say that really the problem there was was the split between Moses and Aaron. When they're together, Moses represents truth, and Aaron represents diplomacy. And when so they you're were saying split, Hashem wasn't smart when when he told Moshe to go up on the mountain and for Aaron to stay down. You know what? I uh, I, I, I don't know. What are you gonna say? I don't know, but but it seems to me like like that is an episode that teaches us about the not way to deal with the Jews. And by the way, there was, and, and on a deeper level, Maka, just for your eruditeness, necessity, um, um, there was another split. Do you know who split there? Hur was left with Aaron and Yoshua went with Moses. When did we last saw Hur? Hur and, Yoh- Hur and, and uh, Aaron held the hands of Moses while Yoshua was fighting the Amalekites, but there was like a connection between them, you know, like a, like like they were like, and then now they're split up again. And why is that important? Split up. They're just they're split doing up. different stuff, right? For the nation, right. they're still together, right? But they were split up. And my point to you is, is that this the tr- the seed of Yehuda, which is Hur, and the seed of Ephraim, which is the seed of Joseph, they need to be together. When they're together, they're really super powerful. That's how ba- basically. Uh, Hur's father, Kalev ben Yifunet, joins Yoshua, and they together defeat the other ten. You have to have those two forces together. You have those two forces together. If you have those two forces together, you can beat the mob that wants the golden calf, and you can beat the ten. Yeah, um, but in this case, Kalev and Yehoshua were like happily working together. Yes. What do you do when, <clears throat> when one party is ready to work together and the other party is not ready to work together? Uh, no, no. I was likening the Tel Aviv folks to the Golden Kaffirs ah. and to I the, thought one of them was Kalev and one of them there was There are many Yeshua. there are many examples of bad guys that are that are large and loud majorities being defeated. So you have that point. Like back to our original discussion, you have you have many examples in in the Tanakh, uh, I guess Korach and his Eida, at the end they get swallowed up. Right? They get destroyed. But they weren't a majority. But they were very loud. I mean, here we're not talking about a majority no, either. No, they were loud. We're talking and about a loud minority. minority. That's right. That's so, so there are many examples of 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 uh, godless folks that that get swallowed up and defeated, even though they're you know allowed. Uh, and there was even an, the example of uh, Kalev and Yoshua against the ten spies. So you know the min- minority defeated the majority because they were in the right. There are examples like that. Which one is this situation? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but but I'm but that's that's the right way to analyze these things is to think about biblical precedents. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to say about that. And I want to thank you, Malka, and I'm sure we will hear some uh, some uh, responses. And I want to go on to uh, 
just a few more thoughts about well you're here I'll, I'll keep you here for just one more minute we'll, right. and we'll do it do you know what the worst disappointment in the Torah portion is Kitisa when the people heard that God was not going up with them to the land of Israel even the golden kaffirs were like oh. well they, they died the actual golden kaffirs but the rest of the people were like God's not coming with us you're just going to send an angel? You would have thought that a lot of people would have been like, so no fiery God amongst us and just an angel that will help us get the promises that we need sounds like a good deal because God amongst us is very demanding. And him saying like, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll fulfill my obligation, but I'm just sending an angel with you. You would have thought everybody would have been like, okay, that sounds acceptable. It turns out that in the Torah, for Moses and the people, that was the worst news of them all. When God's like, no, I'm not coming with you. It's mysterious. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because it could have easily been like, people have been like, oh, I'll take that deal. Good. You, I don't know. I, pe- I the mean, answer is people, people did not want that. What the greatest gift for a Jewish person is that God dwells amongst us. That's what people really want in, in, in the deepest sense. And that's, that shows that even after the golden calf, the people are like, when they are worst news that they could hear, it's like, God's like, I'm not coming with you. You got to come with us. We, need, we want you amongst us. That's, that's a beautiful testament to, to what the Jewish people really, really want, which is to, that God dwells uh, amongst you. Uh, I just want to make one last point, Malka, and then, uh, and then I'll let you go and I'll let the listeners go and I wish everybody a Shabbat Shalom. I just want to say to you like this, uh, in, the, in, the, um, in the end of the sixth of Aliyah, chapter uh, 34, it says like this, Three times a year, all your males have to see the face of the master. Hashem Elohei Israel. Listen to these words. The face of the master. Hashem Elohei Israel. The tetragrammaton, the God of Israel. That's what it says. It's, like, it's got like four God words. The face of the, of, of the master Hashem, his like personal name, the God of Israel. He had a three times a year. You got to see. And then he goes like this. Ki orish goim mipanecha. I will get rid of the Gentiles from before you that occupy the land. Ve'chavti et gvulecha. I will widen out your borders. Ve'lo yachmod ish et artsecha. Nobody is going to covet your land. Ba'alot when? When does this happen? These three promises. The promises are, remember, I will get rid of the Gentiles from before you. I will widen out your borders and nobody's going to cover your land. How does that happen? When you go up to Jerusalem three times a year. That's the secret sauce. The secret sauce is not the M16s and the fighter pilots, which are very important. The secret sauces come to worship God three times a year, and then three promises will be fulfilled through that. You come three times a year to, 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 to Yerushalayim, the three promises. Look at us today, by the way. Uh, uh, is, our, is, our, is our border wider or smaller? Smaller. Since I was a kid, this country has shrunk by two-thirds. Okay, we lost the we Sinai, lost Sinai. We lost Gaza. We lost parts of Judea and Samaria that have not been recouped. Areas A and B, nobody wants to talk about, right? Our, our country has shrunken. Did we get rid of the Gentiles? That nope. Are, nope. There's like 5 million Arabs living in the Holy Land, in the land of Israel. And I'm not even counting Jordan, okay? And does, any, does the whole world like not covet our land? 
They do. They do. They covet our land. And Hashem's like, but I just want you to know the secret sauce. Because I do have an out. Right. I have an out. And here's what I need you to do now. I want you to take three little vacations and go to Yerushalayim, eat your food, enjoy, have fun, give some charity. Well, you know? it's not just that, right? It's not just the three holidays. It's have a Beit Mikdash. It's, uh, it's, it's to serve Hashem according to his precepts, yes, what he says to do. But besimcha, all of those are besimcha. Right, and to have a, have a good time, have a, three times. Have a jolly old good time serving the Lord, who is what you want, which is his presence. Honor him in his holy city. That's the secret sauce. Just saying. Just saying. Asking for a friend. Just saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? That that's really what Hashem says to you to do. Think about that. It's like, honor me, recognize me, show the world, don't be afraid, come to Yerushalayim, enjoy that's the secret sauce of having all these things drop off all of these all these enemies and hateful things. Uh, this Torah portion is incredibly dramatic, uh, and uh, and we see the greatness of Moses in this week's Torah portion. We see the closeness, and and we also learn. You know, this is the only Torah portion where we learn about that there is a Torah, because hmm. Moses is like, erase me from the book. He's like, God's like, no, I'm only going to erase the people who have sinned against me. What book? This is the book. This is the book. And there's like a revelation, like there's a book. And that book is God's book. Folks, you are listening to the Yishai Fleischer Show, the Israel podcast. Thank you very much again to Yocheved, Moshe Herman, Tabitha, Lou, and of course the great Ben Bresky for helping us make the show happen. Malka Fleischer, thank you for thank being you part very much. of, um, of an interesting conversation. Uh, I want to thank all the folks out there and all of our sponsors that uh, make the show happen. And just lots of love. Let's keep thinking. Let's keep loving. Let's keep praying. Let's keep being uh, aggressive yet humble, uh, warlike yet loving peace, um, silent when it's time, and sing a song of praise when it's a different time. It's it's an amazing it's an amazing balancing act and combination and hybridization and yet uh, and and yet not homogenization of of many factors with it, that it takes to be a good human and a servant of God and certainly a good Jew and certainly a good Israeli and a Judean. So that's all the challenges, and they are beautiful. Thank Hashem for all of these great challenges. Let's have a day, instead of a day of shibush, what do they call that in English, Malka? A day of, uh, when they, uh, they have a word for shut it. Shut down, like. Yeah, a, a day of. I can't remember the word they're using. Yeah, a day of dis, disorientation of the whole country. Let's have a day of, of gratitude. Let's, let's do a day. That's what we should have. Mamasha, have a day of todah. A day of todah. That's nice. We have those holidays. We have those things. We should just use them every single day. God bless you, folks. More great stuff is on the way. Lots of love. And Shalom. Shabbat Shalom.